Hey guys, TJ here. This episode, I'm giving you two principles, two keys, really important for understanding not just uh, why you get stuck, but how to get unstuck. And um, I'll be sharing a little bit more towards the end in terms of the practicals and next steps, but I would encourage you to stick around for the end. I'm praying, leading you in a prayer. I've had many people listen to recordings in the past where they've told me, wow, encounter with God moment, really powerful. I have um, personally encountered God in recordings. And so I would strongly encourage you to just be expectant uh, if you do want to stick around and receive when um, I'm praying at the end. I want to also just mention that there's nothing wrong with being stuck. Uh, Everybody gets stuck. And the expectation in life shouldn't be, and I'm sensitive around that word should or shouldn't, but the expectation really shouldn't be uh, that I should go through life and not get stuck if I'm really this type of person, you know, because we talk with a lot of people who are high functioning, high achieving. And it's like, no, actually the expectation is there'll be many times that we'll get stuck in life and how we respond matters. And our goal is to just improve our response, you know. And for me, what that's looked like is coming to the Lord first, you know, and and maybe you don't know, and now you do know. Um, but, but, you know, as I've, as I've been navigating my own journey and, and areas of my life where I've been stuck, one of the most important things for me is coming to him first rather than relying on other people and then, and then realizing that it's okay to actually um, rely on other people and actually it's okay to receive from other people while still taking personal responsibility for my life. And there's a very different thing that happens when you actually ask for help, so to speak, but you're still willing to take responsibility for yourself versus asking for help and expecting someone else to do it for you. Two very different things. We do not do a good job working with people if they ask for help and expect us to do it for them. That just isn't how it works. You have to, and and honestly, everyone has to choose to take personal responsibility for their journey. That includes their relationship with God. That includes the things that I'm talking about in this episode. And I think you'll understand a lot more as you hear the two keys that I'm mentioning. So I'll save that for the episode. Last thing I'll mention is if you're listening before October 18th, our final eight-week boot camp of the year called Live Your Legacy starts on October 18th. We do have a couple spots left. We're filling up. Uh, and and we're actually also, we've had people start to sign up for January 2022. So if timing doesn't work out, but you're like, you know what, I want to lock it in for January, uh, we'll start the conversation. It's definitely a two-way street. We try and see if there's a good fit mutually um, before taking any next steps. But um, just reach out to us through our site tjleffler.com, and you'll see a a little link somewhere to fill out some questions, and um, you can also reach out on Instagram and just say boot camp, and we'll have a conversation. But if you're listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. If you get value, share it with a friend or leave a rating or review. The topic today is why people stay stuck and how to get out of it. Now, this is going to be for you. This is going to be especially for you if you're the type of person who doesn't get stuck. If you're that person who has really been able to kind of figure it all out, you've been able to get by, you've been able to do the things uh, that you need to do in life in order to succeed, in order to muscle through, in order to do whatever it is that, that you need to do. And then all of a sudden, you wake up one day, and you're asking yourself, why? How did this happen? Why did this happen? What do I do about it? I'm, I'm struggling with motivation. 
I'm stuck in the same patterns, or this is a totally new pattern to me, and I don't even know how this surfaced in the first place. So practically, you might wake up and you, you find yourself totally not motivated anymore to go to work. Uh, you might wake up and see in your relationship all of these things that are wrong, that just glaring issues. You might see in your physical health, you just have no energy. And you're asking yourself, you're like, well, how in the world did this even happen? And what am I going to do about it? What I see happen with a lot of people is they go through this process and they find themselves stuck in cycles because they, and, and even hopeless because they go through the process of, of discovering that they need help. And oftentimes we don't know where to start. So when we do start, we start with what we know. And for a lot of people, what they know looks like, for example, going to a doctor. A doctor might not be the solution for the issue. The starting place is kind of discerning, how did you get to where you are? How did you get to where you are? When you can understand how you got to where you are, then you won't repeat the process to get to where you're going. And a lot of people want to just keep moving forward rather than kind of understanding or deconstructing how they got to where they are. And what you're liable to do is repeat the same mistakes. And, and when you're thinking about this, it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So, you know, why you stay stuck is maybe the first part is not starting in the right place. You need to start with how you got stuck. And so for a lot of people, let's say you just go to the doctor, hey, this is what I'm feeling because that's what I've known, that's what my parents told me, or this and that or the other. They're really not going to God. They're not going to God and saying, Lord, like you're Lord and Savior over my life. What do you actually have to say about this? I'll give you a practical example. I was dealing with something in my health. I was dealing with something in my health. And what I realized was there was like some question marks, some uncertainty. And Rather than trying to go from, you know, one professional to the next, I said, Lord, I actually need you to give me some clarity. I actually need you to help me understand, like, what's going on in my body. How did I get here? What's happening? What do you see? And really seeking God's perspective. Now, that's the starting point. It's not to say you can't get that wisdom from other people, but it's the starting point. Like, what do I really sense that God's saying? And... He showed me, actually led me to scripture. I don't have the scripture in front of me, but it basically said, is although our bodies are wasting away, we are being renewed eternally day by day. We're being renewed and restored eternally inside day by day. And so I took that, you know, personally, and I said to myself, okay, Lord, you didn't give me a clear answer, but you did give me an answer. Right? He led me to this scripture that, by the way, I didn't have memorized. He just led me to a place in the Bible where there's scripture. Holy Spirit led me. So Holy Spirit took me to scripture. The two worked together. And, and I said, okay, Lord, so what do you want to show me from this? And essentially what I got was where my focus is. Right? I started getting so wrapped up in what was going on with my body that I lost focus. I lost 
the ability to even understand where I need to be giving my attention. And it's not that my body doesn't deserve attention, but it's what is God doing in me that's the priority, and do I believe that God can actually restore all things, okay? So in other words, the healing process that I've seen in my life is from the inside out. I've seen my physical body actually change from the work he's done inside of me, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And so that's my starting point is coming back to the place where, God, you're my authority first and foremost. So can you give me some insight into what's going on with me? That's the first thing. Now, the second thing about how did I get to where I am? You know, I'll tell you a different story. I remember waking up. I was in New York and I was uh, at this time working on Wall Street. I was super burned out. Um, I had no idea why I was burned out other than, sure, you work long hours. But I was super burned out. And I could all I could tell is like just a pattern over time where I would really struggle to wake up in the mornings. And I thought to myself, this can't be right. This can't be right that I'm struggling so much to wake up in the mornings. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe this is uh, something to do with my uh, working hours and the, and the difficulty of the job. Maybe this is something to do with, um, you know, like the job itself, like I'm not fulfilled. So therefore the job is the problem. Maybe this has something to do with uh, sunlight or what I'm doing on the weekends, or all these things. And what I didn't understand is that the reason I got to that place was because of the, the habits that were in place. I would stay up late. I would get up early. I would have very little sleep, five to six hours, and, and low quality at that because of the way that I would eat and what I would drink. And so I would start my day on very low food and then I wouldn't eat properly or on time throughout my day for the energy demands of my life or the body that I have. And so then by the end of the day, because not only was I stressed physically, mentally, I was exhausted emotionally, I was, un, un, I was kind of like blocked inside and I was just trying to shove emotions to the side. By the end of the day, I would cope by eating a lot of food and then I would have my sugar fix because that's how I learned to cope and then you know add alcohol in the mix and the next thing you know I'm now in bed at 11 or 12 a.m 11 p.m 12 a.m after I'd spent you know 30 minutes trying to come up with an exit plan for my life what am I going to do next because it's really not fulfilling where I'm at but I wasn't even taking an evaluation or honest look at like where I was at I wasn't actually taking care of myself, giving myself the best chance to even be present where I was at. And so what happened is over time, you just repeat those habits and patterns over time. And now you find yourself with hair falling out. You find yourself going to the doctor. They're putting something, sorry, TMI, but up your butt to try and like solve what's going on with your digestive system. And now you, now you find yourself in a situation where you've got all these doctors trying to tell you, I mean, I remember, I remember a doctor, a dermatologist telling me, oh yeah, you know, maybe you just have hair loss issues because of your, your uh, genetics. I'm adopted at birth, so I didn't have any clarity around genetics. Uh, maybe, you know, you're just really stressed. Uh, maybe it's the water and your environment. But like, I remember going to another doctor and they were telling me with my digestive issues, they were telling me, well, you need more fiber in your diet. And I thought to them, well, you know, like, 
why isn't anybody suggesting they get, they suggested pills? And I thought, too, why isn't anybody in hindsight now suggesting significant lifestyle changes? Like, for example, um, hey, you're actually killing your body the way that you're living and something serious needs to change if you want to actually be healthy as you age. Why didn't I get any of that uh, in my discussion or seeking for, for what I really needed for me? And so, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, well, people are just doing their job. They're kind of in their place and, and, and they're just providing what they know. But what I know, having gone through this journey of now having done the inner healing, the deliverance, the counseling, the personal nutrition, the hiring registered dietitians, hiring personal trainers, um, having coaching, ha- like having all these different things and actually then being on the other side of this, I'm like, man, not only do we need to have perspective about what is really going on in our lives, but we also need to have this honest conversation, not just with others, but with ourselves and say, well, you know, if I'm really that low on energy, if I'm really in that poor of a place mentally, if I'm really deprived that much spiritually, I bet it's not just a one and done fix. I bet it's going to require some significant adjustments. And those adjustments, if it took me 30 years to get to where I am, those adjustments are not going to be made overnight. And, and, and then therefore my, ex, my expectation cannot be that I'll change everything over the last 30 years in 24 hours. Now, I know God can do it, but I'm gonna explain to you very clearly why people stay stuck and you're gonna understand how God can do it and people can end up back in the same cycle that they were in, back in the same position that they were in simply because they don't understand what I'm about to share with you. Now, all that's to say, coming full circle, we're talking about why people stay stuck. And, and we started with talking about, you know, how to think about uh, where you start, which is coming to God and saying, Lord, what do you say about where I am? How did I get to where I am? That's the starting point. And then you want to be kind of retracing your steps and look at your life practically like, okay, what are the daily habits and decisions that I've made that have led me to this place? Because your decisions are going to drive your destiny. It does not take a a rocket scientist to figure out where you're going. Take a look at the decisions that you're consistently making, and you're going to figure out exactly where you're going, right? So, So when you're able to kind of address, okay, Lord, I ask you to speak into my life first, and then you're able to say, okay, now practically, these are the decisions that I've made. Lord, what adjustments need to be made now? What adjustments need to be made? And so there's a number of directions that you can go. Like I said, a lot of people, their first jump is to Western medicine, go to the doctor. Nothing wrong with that. There's a place for that. If I get into a car accident, I definitely want to have a doctor who's there available to do surgery, you know, whatever it might be. I get that. There's a huge place in the world for that. But there's this huge gap. There's this huge gap, this thing that's missing for the people who are kind of in that state of languishing, who are, you know, they don't have anything physically like I need a pill or I need surgery. Uh, They also don't have anything psychologically where they're at a disorder, okay? Where they're at is they're in dysfunction. And what I'm talking about for people who are stuck is they're living their lives in dysfunction and they can't even see it because things are so comfortable for them that they don't have a grid for contrast unless they experience something like loss. That's what I was talking about earlier, loss of motivation, or they experience loss of a loved one, or they experience loss of a dream that they've had. Loss actually surfaces a lot of things in our lives where we're able to evaluate 
where we've been, how we got to where we are. And we're able to kind of look at things and the direction of where we're going. We're able to say, okay, you know what? Loss has shown me something. And I actually have to take a step back now and say, and if I allow myself to say, okay, do I want to keep doing what I've been doing? Because loss really helps us slow down. Now, there's varying degrees of loss, right? But a significant loss really helps us slow down. I think a lot of people will resonate with this, especially over the last 18 months, you know, because it's October 2021 right now. So over the last 18 months, a lot of people, we've all experienced loss. And we're all experiencing loss in different ways each day, but over the last 18 months especially, and people are starting to evaluate. And so with people evaluating, they're starting to say to themselves, hmm, do I want to continue life the way that I've been living? Do I want to continue the way I've been living? And I kind of can come to a point where I'm at the fork in the road and I can just stay stagnant because I can get uh, analysis paralysis, right? It's like, well, which ways can I go? Which ways can I go? Because oftentimes, you know, we think, well, and this is, this is unhealthy thinking. It's black or white. You know, I can either stay in the job and, and live my life making money but being unhealthy, or I can leave and be at peace and be happy. That's not true. That's black and white thinking. That's called inner conflict, and you actually have to have a new perspective to start adjusting the way that you're approaching that problem. In other words, is it possible, rather than making conclusions, is it possible, you reframe, the, you reframe the statement into a question, is it possible that you can actually have peace and be high performing? Is it possible that you can life where you're, live a life where you're actually healthy and still in the job that you're in succeeding? Is it possible that you can go through loss and it, it can actually lead to positive life change even if you can't see it? That's called having faith and it's impossible, impossible to please God without faith. Right, thinking about these things, we start uh, we start posing them as questions rather than statements, and we're start we're able to kind of start dissecting, you know, our thinking. And as we're able to do that, we're able to approach our life with a new perspective. And as we approach our life with a new perspective, we have more options. And as we have more options, we have more uh, we have more opportunities. And and when we have more opportunities, we have more hope in many cases. And, and the idea of staying stuck becomes further and further away because we start seeing that there are more roads, more paths for me to take other than what I've seen, the paths I've already taken. Now, what I see happen over and over again in conversations is that people go through the counseling, they go through the inner healing, they go through the deliverance, they go through the uh, even other coaching. I see this happen over and over again, and they're still stuck in the patterns. Now, it's not to say they haven't made progress, but they're still stuck in the patterns. And so I want to make this very simple. There's two pieces that I see as really key for people to get unstuck. And if you're still stuck, okay, if you're still stuck, you're probably missing one of these. All right, and at, at a very basic level, okay, there's breakthrough that needs to happen. That's that moment in time. That's that aha moment. That's that spiritual kind of uh, like I, I have now taken a lie and replaced it with truth. There's, a, there's actually a thing that happens in your brain. Protein changes shape and you actually have new memories. That's a whole nother thing. But that's a breakthrough moment where actually I have a different perspective. I can see life from a new lens. I've got a new pair of glasses on my past. I don't look at it with regret. I look at it as a lesson learned. I can see how I can grow from it. Maybe I'm actually free from bondage. If there's like this thing that happened to me, I, was, I had an addiction or I had these other things. And so you have this breakthrough moment, boom. There it goes, there it happens. That's amazing. However, if you do not have this second part, you will find yourself coming back for breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough for the very same things that you've already had breakthrough in, and that is 
That is why you need discipline. So the two things, number one is breakthrough. Number two is discipline. And we see this happen over and over again. We see very people who've had very spiritual experiences, coming back from more spiritual experiences, more breakthrough experiences. Maybe they've had that, that kind of rush or that high of like getting that, that encounter with God moment. Or maybe they've even just had those counseling moments where they're like, wow, okay, this really makes sense to me. But then they leave that, they leave that session, they leave that office, they leave that uh, ministry night, they leave that thing, and they're still living the same life they were living. They're not living from that new place, mentally, emotionally, right? And certainly not spiritually. If you've, if you've like, had that experience and then you just kind of go back to your old ways, that really doesn't do much of anything. You need to have the discipline or reteaching. Discipline coming from the word disciple to teach. You need to reteach yourself how to live. You need to reteach yourself how to live. And many people don't know how to do that. Many people don't know how to do that. And so they find themselves, gosh, I've tried this, I've done that. And then they're like, man, I can't seem to actually uh, sustain the change that I'm looking for. And on the flip side, you have people who can't seem to sustain the change that they're looking for, but they've made progress through the process of having discipline. They're very regimented. They have their morning routines. They know how to take care of their body. They're blah, 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 blah. But in the meantime, they have not gotten to the root of it. They have not had that breakthrough moment. They have not had the thing that is really going to get them over the edge that's going to be able to change their trajectory. Because all it takes, if you think about a golf swing, all it takes is one millimeter and it changes the whole trajectory of that ball when it's flying, right? So when you think about, you know, you're hitting the decisions that you're making in life every single day. And if you change that way that you're hitting those decisions just by a millimeter, just with a little different perspective, a new approach, maybe less control, right? For some of you guys listening, I know that that's resonating. Maybe less control, maybe more faith. Maybe you don't actually have to address everything for it to be resolved, right? And if you're able to start learning how to live differently from that place of breakthrough and applying discipline, that same thing that you have been given, that you understand. Maybe you watch your parents have good discipline and so you receive that. Maybe you just developed that habit because it's something that you pursued. Maybe it's just a part of you. Maybe it's a part of your personality. Okay, that's good. That's good for you. But you're going to find yourself stuck in the same cycles, not sustaining the change that you're looking for, or at least, at the very least, striving and sucking all the energy and life out of you if you're not getting that breakthrough, if you're not getting that breakthrough moment that you need. Now, if I think about the different ways in which you can actually hmm, achieve is one word, uh, the breakthrough and the discipline. There's different maybe modalities or different places that you can have that happen. I really believe God's in all of it. You know, I believe God helps us with the discipline that we need. He can give us motivation and inspiration. He can give us people to surround ourselves with. He can give us that accountability, all of those things. Um, God is also in the breakthrough, of course, like the encounter with God moments. He's there. He's there for you there. He's in it. <laughs> he definitely has been responsible for a lot of the changes I've had in my life, whether it's been an encounter with him on my own personally or through other people, right? His perfect love is made possible through people. I believe that for sure. And so what I see happen is, for example, people go to maybe a church experience and I'll call church or ministry, um, you know, deliverance or inner healing. Deliverance meaning, you know, you're freed. Inner healing meaning you're whole. And so, uh, you know, they'll go to an explicit ministry that does deliverance or an explicit ministry that does inner healing, or they'll go to church on Sunday, or they'll watch something, and they'll have this breakthrough moment. 
Sometimes this will happen, well, we see this happen a lot in coaching, and I know that happens in counseling, me having been through counseling for several years. I know that there are breakthrough moments that happen in those settings. So these breakthrough moments are something that we can kind of hold on to, and we can look back at, and we can say, wow, really, like, a lot for, changed my perspective from that, from that time forward. But unless we live that out, unless we actually apply that, that breakthrough that we had, that new perspective, we're just going to find ourselves in the same patterns. And so where you'll find people kind of operating in the discipline road or in the discipline, in the discipline realm are maybe the, the health coaches, the life coaches, the, uh, I don't know, accountability groups, the um, personal trainers, the, you could even call, some counselors would float in this group too, where there's like some level of consistency that somebody is getting and, and discipline and repeating that happens in this process. And, you know, what I see is really necessary is kind of this, this both, both together. It's, it's breakthrough and discipline. And so if you find yourself, if you find yourself kind of having, an, and maybe this is like church talk for it, so you can understand if somebody's watching and they understand the church talk thing. You know, if you think about it, it's like the evangelism and discipleship element of it. It's like evangelism is boom, there's that salvation that happens. Wow, that's amazing. And then discipleship is like, you actually have to grow as a person. <laughs> you have to take personal responsibility to care for the crop that just sprouted through the ground. So hopefully that gives you a different visual to think about it. But what I see happen with a lot of people is they either, uh, they aren't nurturing the soil to, and, and being in the right environment and, and doing the things to actually allow the crop to grow through the, to grow through the ground. Or when it grows through the ground, they're not, they're not taking care of it or they're mowing it over because of their old lifestyle habits. And in my example, what that looked like was just poor choices and how I was taking care of my body. And it started to affect my soul, which was my mind, will, and emotions, and is my mind, will, and emotions. And guess what? You know, like I ended up having to come to a decision where God thankfully gave me a breakthrough moment of peace as I was taking a nap in Central Park. He just gave me peace and he said, hey, it's time to leave. And, and it wasn't an auditory voice. It was more in my mind. And it was very clear it was from God because I just had tangible peace in my body. And I walked in the next day and resigned. And that just gave me the opportunity to start to see all these things through taking next steps on this road or this journey towards, for me, what it needed to be was health and healing. And I needed to establish a new foundation in my life where I needed to get healthy. I needed to be free. I needed to understand who I was in the image of God and how I have a unique impact and direction and purpose for my life. And from that place, I had to figure out, okay, and, and just generally, like, I'm not wired to work in this kind of type of job, job setting, so how do I actually go and make money? So it was in that process that I learned, I kind of learned that whole process backwards. I started so, so focused on money first, and then I realized backwards at the end, I actually need to focus on health for the right foundation. And in that process, I learned, wow, you know, I can easily see, not just in my own example, how people get stuck, but I can easily see how people um, stay stuck just from how many conversations I've had. And so, for example, I'll get an email with, um, we have a, a questionnaire online when somebody wants to work with us and they'll apply uh, just answering several questions and um, and we take that and then we, we're like, wow, okay, so we're, this is where we think they're at. This is what they might need. Can we give them some resources, point them in the right direction? If it's not with us, is there somebody else? And so I was looking through some of those today and I was just responding 
to one of them and I saw, you know, this person to me, it was like this person is doing a lot of work in the discipline area of their life, but it seems like they might need that real deep breakthrough. It seems like they might need like the, you know, they're already, they're already establishing the patterns and habits, but they might need somebody to come in there and just create the space and the opportunity for what I believe was deliverance. And so based on the things they were describing, I was like, okay, you know, you could go do more counseling or things like that for this particular person who's wrestling with maybe changing habits and patterns. I was like, you could go do more counseling. And this is what I'm thinking in my mind. Or you can actually just see this for what I believe it is, given how strong they were describing some of the bondage was. I was like, or you could just really go after God and say, Lord, I need you to deliver me from this thing. Whether I open the door or whether somebody else in my family opened the door, I'm, I'm the recipient of, an, of generational sin that has entered my life, whether it's through addiction, whether it's through this or that or the other, you know, because those are things we're not dealing with. Those are things that, but God does, God does deal with that. Uh, and there are practical places for people who have, whether it's called addiction or other things. But guess what? There's also like God delivering. And I didn't have that insight for years of my life. And I didn't understand, for example, why I would deal with anger the way that I would deal with it. It's more than just me not knowing anger is a primary emotion. Factually, like it's actually more than just the fact that my family didn't teach me about anger. Uh, I didn't know that until I'm being delivered on a floor, banging my head on the ground in some random music studio in Midtown Manhattan being delivered from rage. I didn't know that there was more to it than just the discipline of learning and the teaching about here's anger as a primary emotion and here's what your family did and didn't do. All those things are important. And God actually had to deliver me from rage. And for me, what it looked like was just kind of being in an environment where God God could do that work in me. I wasn't seeking it out. I didn't even know that I needed that at the time. It was in hindsight, after I went through a series of encounters with God, where I was able to see, whoa, hang on a second. Like, this is way bigger than what I thought it was. This is way bigger than uh, just trying to muscle my way through and do some reteaching, right? And the way I was raised through education was all about, oh, well, you'll have to seek out everything for every solution. And while there's there's some element of like principle that's applied there that's really important. There's this whole thing called, but God. <laughs> and, and God comes in and he just basically changes the game in two seconds. What might take somebody 20 years, it can happen just, just in an instant when you actually go and receive and are able to receive what he wants to give you, which is freedom and life abundantly. Right? And this is in Jesus' name. This is, he wants to give you freedom. He wants to give you life abundantly. He didn't come so that you would have to practice more sacrifice. He didn't come so that you would have to uh, you know, try and atone for your sin that you'd never be able to atone for. Uh, he came because he was the perfect exchange, not atonement, exchange. He would take the sin, Jesus, if you believe in him, you, do, you confess it with your mouth. He takes the sin and he gives you his peace. He says, my peace I give you. And he gives you his Holy Spirit indwelling in you. Then you get to live with God in you. The same God that you couldn't face without dying unless there was grace on that interaction before Jesus came to earth as a human. That same God 
that same God gets to be an indwelling in you. So the power of God in you, when you have Jesus and you say yes to Jesus, the power of Yeshua, Hamashiach, that power surpasses any kind of discipline that you could have. And at the same time, God still expects us or gives us the opportunity, let me put it this way, to take the things that he's done and to steward them well by actually having discipline. And so when you see somebody who has those incredible spiritual moments or breakthroughs or whatever, and they actually don't change the way that they live, they don't change who they're around, they don't change their habits, they don't change what they're eating with their eyes and ears, not just with their mouth. When you see that happen, you're going to see that same person come back for that same breakthrough experience because they're just coming back to what brought them freedom in the first place. But guess what? If what got you to where you are isn't what's going to get you to where you want to be, or more importantly, who you're, who you're choosing to be, then a change for you, if you're that person who seeks breakthrough all the time, might be learning how to have more discipline. And the same is true if you want to flip it around and you're that person who has discipline all the time, you're regimented, you're striving, you're performing, you're achieving, blah, 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 high functioning, muscle your way through everything. But you actually haven't surrendered to God, the God who can actually give you the very thing that you're looking for and actually might even expedite the process. You see, you're still trying to live through this and I'm just going to cut to the chase here. Many people are still trying to live through this self-condemnation and punishment because they still haven't come to the understanding in their head and their heart that Jesus was a sacrifice for them, that they actually don't have to live as the sacrifice, that Jesus himself is enough, that they get to freely receive the forgiveness that he's given for the thing that separates us from God. Jesus actually is enough. And if you still haven't received that in your mind and in your heart, there's an opportunity right now to do that and to stop striving so hard, to stop staying stuck, to stop sucking the energy out of your life by trying to prove something or earn something that you can never earn anyway, right? God's love for you is free. There is no way on earth that you could earn the gift that he has given you in the display of his love that he would send his only son who would die for you. And many people struggle. If you want to see how this lives out practically in your life, if you cannot receive freely from people, okay? If you say, no, 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 I can't receive that. And just think about it. Maybe it's $100, maybe it's $1,000, maybe it's $5,000 and you can't receive that. Well, if you can't receive a nominal amount like $5,000 freely when somebody says, God asked me to give this to you, if you can't receive that freely, what does that say about you being able to receive the free gift that God has given you and me and his love for us, right? So think about this. The, the key here that I'm talking about is, is just understanding how to think about approaching God and what he can do and whether or not in the core belief that you have, I skipped like three levels when I jumped to that, but the real core belief I see over and over again is people are living in this striving pattern on the discipline wheel and they're living in the striving pattern. One, maybe because they're not aware that God can actually give you the freedom that you're looking for from whatever it is, the peace, the the joy, the, you know, not freedom from peace and joy, but the actual freedom from the anxiety or freedom from the depression or freedom from whatever it is, freedom from the patterns. God can actually resolve that. He can actually do that. Many people don't want to believe that because another example, they've been so turned off by Christians who have lived in that place of breakthrough who actually don't have discipline, that they're not willing to receive from the same God. They're not willing to receive from the God who can give them everything that not only they want, that they need, 
because they're still holding judgment towards God because of the people on display who are representing and maybe misrepresenting. And so what you see happening is people are actually stopping their own freedom. They're stopping their own breakthrough because they're carrying so much judgment towards God, whether it's conscious or not, simply because of other people's expression of God. And so if, if that's you, now's your opportunity to change. Now's your opportunity to totally like flip that on its head and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to say, I actually believe you are who you say you are. I've been living my life striving. I'm talking about the person who's been in the discipline world. We, t- we talk with a lot of people who are in the high functioning, you know, and you've, you've done all the things. And it's like, actually, when you're put in the right environment to host the presence of God, when you're put in the right environment to be challenged in the ways that you're thinking, when you're put in the right environment to actually break down strongholds that exist in your mind, when you're put in the right environment to actually apply the things in your life that you've had in a new perspective, and when you're put in the right environment to receive, to receive freely what God's, you know, able to do for you. It's amazing what happens, okay? But if you've been on that wheel, that discipline wheel, and if it's time to change, okay, I'm just going to, even if you're listening to a recording, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to pray right now. And I believe, and I've had many people send me messages about recordings that they're listening to saying, wow, even though that was a recording, I really got blank out of it. I really encountered God in this way. I believe God can do that. If he can be raised from the dead after three days, I'm sure he can encounter you through through a recording. So even if you're watching the recording, I'm just going to pray. And I'm just going to ask you, if you would like to receive in this prayer right now, feel free. If you'd like to receive in this prayer right now, feel free. Okay. So Lord, whether you've been on the discipline side or whether you've been on the breakthrough side and you're, you're needing one or the other, I'm praying for you right now. Whether you've been stuck for a minute or stuck for a year or stuck for 10 years and you're trying to figure out how to get out, we're just praying right now. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, we come to you and just say, you're the first place we want to go. You're the first person we want to go to with whatever it is that's going on in our lives. We look for answers from you. So Lord, I ask that you speak to whomever it is right now that needs to hear from you. Holy Spirit, do your work. Holy Spirit, come. And if you're listening, if you're receiving prayer, I just want you to put out your, your hand or hands, palms up to the sky. Why don't you just think about the area of your life where you find yourself stuck, maybe stuck in unbelief, frustration, maybe an area of your life that you've just accepted. This is the way it is. I'll just, I just won't change. Whatever it might be, it could be status of your health. It could be your relationship with somebody else. It could be the hope for your family. It could be something financially. It could be even your desire to express your passions in life and the gifts that God's given you in a way where you can actually make money. Where God will give you the faith to actually pursue those things. Right now, Lord, we just we bring those things to you knowing you're the God of exchange. You're not the genie in the bottle. You're the Lord and Savior who loves us so much like a father to a son or a daughter. And we just say thank you, Lord, that you love us that much. And thank you that none of this is for waste, like that you you literally use all things for those who seek you and love you. You use all things for your good 
Lord, and, and for your glory, and that's, for, that's good for us. Your glory is good for us. We come into agreement with that. And so those things that are on your mind, whoever you are, wherever you are right now, it's in your hand, the palm of your hand. I just want you to give it to the Lord. Just say, Lord, I choose to give this to you, whether it's this unbelief, whether this, this loss, this thing that I've been stuck with, I choose to give this to you. And Lord, I ask you, Holy Spirit, I ask you what, with an open hand, what would you want to give to me? What would you want to give to me? And now Lord, the Lord might be speaking to you through your mind. Holy Spirit might be speaking to you through your mind. And I'm just going to ask, Lord, that you make it abundantly clear by the fruit of your spirit and by the word that you've given us. I'm going to ask that you make it abundantly clear whatever it is that you are replacing those things that we've given to you with. Just give confirmation. Give confirmation, Lord. We ask for your confirmation, Holy Spirit. And we say thank you, Lord. If there's a verse that comes to your mind, maybe look it up when you get the chance. Uh, if there's a person that comes to mind, maybe chat with them. If there's an idea that comes to mind, maybe write it down. There's, there's just a feeling. If God's just giving you a feeling of peace, I mean, that's a gift beyond belief. That's a gift a lot of people don't have. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Yeah, and we break any agreements with lies that keep us stuck in the patterns. And we ask the Holy Spirit for your help and wisdom. Lord, we know we can't control everything in life. But we know that you're in control. Even when we're not. And even when we are. We know that you're in control because we actually get the choice to give you control, Lord. You know, I, I can give you control of what I choose to say right now. Lord, I, I allow you, because you're such a gentleman, you give me the choice. I allow you to speak through me. Thank you, Lord. And someone listening right now is just allowing you to speak to them. And we ask in healthy spirituality, in healthy spirituality, anything that's, you know, believed or thought about, we ask that you just confirm in Scripture. Confirm with Scripture. And, and if anything has been revealed and there's questions or doubting or whatever it might be, Lord, we ask that the fruit of your Spirit be the ways that we can, the, the ways that we can discern and confirm whatever it is that you're saying. Because you do not cause confusion, Lord. You do not cause confusion. Now, Lord, leave in right now, leave in this moment. We just ask that anyone here, if they need a person, if they need a place, if they need an opportunity, if they need a conversation, if they need whatever it might be, a realization, whatever it might be, Lord, I ask that you just... you divinely open those doors. Open the doors no man can open. If you want to prompt them to make a connection, if you want to prompt them to reach out for a conversation, if you want to prompt them to, you know, maybe it's their loved one, maybe it's, maybe it's their wife, their husband, maybe it's their child, maybe they are a child, and maybe it's their parents. For me, I remember, specifically, I remember when I was journaling, Lord, you spoke to me about needing counseling at one point in my life, and I I, that was the start of me realizing I can't do it all on my own. 
Lord, and you bless me. You bless me so much with that. Lord, I say thank you for that. Thank you for the, for the blessing that you give me. Even, even when you, you prompted me to reach out about hiring a registered dietitian at one point, Lord, thank you. And the health journey that you've led me on and the realizations that you've led me through, even the mistakes I've made, even the mistakes I made. Lord, I, I say thank you because you're bigger than my mistakes. I don't have to have fear. I don't have to have fear. I ask for wisdom, but I don't need to have fear because you're bigger than my mistakes, Lord. So thank you for that. So I just encourage anybody who's listening, if you have uh, a prompting to, there's this particular area of your life, you're like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I've always had this in my mind. I haven't done it. I've had this in my heart. I, I should probably do it. Um, just look into it. Whatever it might be, just look into it. Uh, and ask for discernment. Ask for wisdom. Ask for instruction. You know, man plans his ways, but the Lord orders our steps. And I think that's, that's an important realization is that, you know, we can set our plans in motion, but it's really just intentions because there are things that happen that are outside of our control. We don't have full control of this life. We just need to set our intentions and move forward and take action. And that's the best we can do. Invite God into that process, set the intention, move forward, take action. You know, but you don't need to do this whole, uh, I'll wait 15 years <laughs> to figure something out. It's like, Actually, in my life, for example, you know, I waited probably longer than I needed to on certain things and um, trying to prove that I could do it on my own or I don't know what, or I just wanted to ignore something. But Lord, I, I thank you that you give a solution. You give a solution, whatever that might be. Could be a book, could be an opportunity. Uh, maybe you're just giving a solution right now. Just even just through a word you're confirming. We say thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. So breakthrough and discipline, right? And the starting point is coming to him. It's that simple. It's that simple. Don't stay stuck. You don't need to. God definitely didn't design you to stay stuck, but he'll use it. He'll use it for his glory, for his good. And one day, maybe you'll be sharing your story about being unstuck, how you got unstuck.